What's up, my brothers and my homies and my sisters out there? My name's Phil, and welcome to another episode of my High Performance Podcast. Today's episode is very, very important for any immigrant child between the ages of 25 to 35. This is what I am as well. I am the child of Chinese immigrants who came over here in about 1989 during the first wave of China opening up its borders. At the same time, I know there's plenty of Vietnamese immigrant children. There are plenty of Korean, Cambodian, just that entire Southeast Asian community, as well as Indians, Sri Lankans, all of you guys, we all came at around the same time. And this episode in particular is my own personal view as to why we as a community have to strive for high performance. The four things I'm going to cover are, number one, our families are going to rely on us. Number two, we're going to be supporting two families. Number three, we want our kids to have the best self-help advice from us. And number four, we're going to want to be high performing to provide for our friends and our community. Okay, let's get stuck into it. The first one is most of us whose parents are immigrants will have maybe got up to the middle class in this society, in Australia, Sydney, maybe middle class. And if you're one of the top ones, you might be in upper class. Okay, maybe this doesn't apply as much to you. But for the majority of us, our parents will be in the lower to high, lower class to middle class. So the possibility and the, and the likelihood that these people are going to retire and re have a huge amount of savings is not that high. And I don't mean that they were, they'll be on the street. I mean that they most likely will live on a budget, right? And maybe for all intents and purposes, that's going to be adequate. However, what if they get sick? Every single one of our parents will get sick. Maybe they're already, already on medications. I know my parents are on medications and they're covered by Medicare, which is great. It makes it more affordable, but at the same time, I know that if they're on medication, then they're not 100% healthy. So what happens when they get sick? What happens touch wood if they require some sort of private hospital health care? And they dip into their own savings, but we know that if it's anything private, it's going to be quite expensive. So if that happens, then what then? Do we have the ability, do they have the ability to support themselves in that instance. And even after that, after they finish supporting themselves, how much do they have left to cover their own expenses? Like, do you want them to live on a budget week to week? Would you like that? Personally, for me, I, I wouldn't want them to live that way. I would prefer that they have the flexibility to go do the things that they want to. I would prefer that my parents have the freedom to travel if they like, to move around if they like, to go eat the things that they like. Because financially, maybe I'm able to provide an extra amount, a boost, so that 
at the very least, they don't have to worry about the basics in their old age. And I really want to be able to provide that. Because for the first 20 so years of my life, they will do that for me without question. And yeah, look, you, you might think about this from a perspective of, yeah, but I never got everything that I wanted as a kid. Well, you can cut that bullshit and throw it away, especially if you're an immigrant child. They had a tough, really, really tough. And if you have been indoctrinated by pop psychology telling you that your parents somehow didn't give you everything that you needed and now you're traumatized from this upbringing, well, I think you need to reflect on those ideas because they're traumatized themselves. Most of them came here, if you're from the Cambodian and Vietnamese side, you came here from war. If you're from the Chinese side, you came here from oppression. And then you came to a country where you couldn't speak the, the language. There was plenty of xenophobia. People were not exactly 100% welcome toward you. And then you were all gentrified and put into a suburb where all of you guys were forced to fight, fight for scraps and compete against each other. So before you attach this pop Western psychology bullshit onto what happened to us, just understand that we are in the position we are now. You are in a position you are now. Maybe you struggle with some things. I don't deny that. But a lot of parents really did try their best to help you. And maybe that's the best you were ever going to get. Maybe that's the best I was ever going to get. And that's okay because they laid the foundations for me to provide for the next generation. Number two, because of this particular position, it might be likely that in the future, if you want to have your own family, you might have to support two families. You as an individual, okay, me as a man, if my parents require some sort of surplus on my end, that's one level of support. And then if I want to have my own family, that's another level of support. So that's two families that I have to support. And look, I have a sibling, I have a brother, and he's going to be able to provide the same. So between the two of us, we're gonna support our own families plus also our parents. Now that's not the same if you were, if they were in a country where other family members were around. But many, for many of us, they're not. And my immediate family is my only family here. I do not have any uncles. I do not have any cousins. I don't have anyone else that I can rely on from a family perspective and my parents don't either. So a lot of the community support that you might get from normal family interactions is gone. So it's literally ground zero for this generation of people. And let's just say that, for example, my future, my future wife, my future partner, maybe she, her parents also need some level of support. Maybe her parents are immigrants as well, right? And perhaps she is able to provide something for them. But if you're raising children in an orthodox, in a traditionally orthodox household, then the mother may not be able to work full-time hours in order to provide for themselves, but also for the 
her own parents. Not to mention, if you live in somewhere in a place like Sydney, the living costs are so high that it takes more than one and a half incomes to support your own family if you want to buy a house. And so this is these two reasons alone are enough for me to strive for high performance, to strive to deliver more value to more people, to make more money, because these two things alone. I can see that in the next decade will be a huge challenging factor for our entire generation. We need to be able to support ourselves, our own families, but also the livelihood that we will need to support our mothers and our fathers of both sides is probably high. Number three. The third point I wanted to raise was we have a obligation, I believe, to our children to be able to provide the self-help advice that they might look for in a book. What I mean by that is lots of the self-help advice that many people around our age look for or maybe even the younger in the early 20s look for that should have come from our parents that should have come from our elders it's no surprise to me that if your granddad or your grandmother was an accomplished business person that you as the grandchild might be more business savvy there is no surprise to me there. If your grandfather or your father or your mother, whatever, okay, if they were physically fit, you most likely would be physically fit. If they were spiritual in some way, if they had faith, you most likely would have had an, a, an introduction to areas of faith. And that's quite important because most of that stuff actually falls under self-help right now. A lot of self-help talks, talks about how to make more income, how to find your purpose in life, how to feel loved. These are all things that maybe your elders could have taught you. And maybe, look, we're from the generation where our parents were too busy working. And let's be real, maybe a lot of them never were exposed to these things back when they were in their home country. Heck, even if you didn't come from an overseas country and your parents were born here, even they may never have had the prerogative to go and look for these self-help things. Maybe none of them ever had an entrepreneurial journey. Maybe none of them ever thought about how they could change their money mindset. Maybe none of them ever thought about creating generational wealth. Maybe. But because they didn't, they're unable to tell you the things that maybe you could have benefited from in your late teens, in your early 20s. Now, I can tell my children that I traveled the world as best I could when I was 28 to 29. I can tell them that I built an online business that helped me, gave me enough freedom to do whatever I wanted for a year and a half overseas. I can tell them that I spent six, seven years training really hard physically to become one of the best weightlifters in the country. And if they wanted to do something like that, maybe I could help them too. And in the future, I want to tell them, look, 
I don't want you to think that money is a problem ever. If you learn the skills, if you know what to do, money is not a problem. The problem will always be your lack of ability to learn, your lack of willingness to learn. That's the problem. It's not about that money is evil. It's not about that business is hard. It's just whether you have the ability to learn. I want to be able to tell them these things and I want to be their first point of call when this happens. And that's important to me. And I feel like that would probably be really important to all of you guys after you hear that for yourself. There is nothing, in my opinion, one of my nightmares would be if my child walked up to me one day and said, Daddy, Daddy, can you tell me what life is about? And then I say something like, life is about adventure. It's about making the most of your time. And then as kids are, they see through bullshit right away. They will then ask me, yeah, but dad, what have you done that supports what you've said? What am I going to say? Well, luckily for me, I have plenty that I can say. But I know that there are people where they have nothing to say. There are people who... And I'm sorry if you're the one hearing this and if it makes you uncomfortable, then maybe that's because there's some truth to it. But if you do have kids or you're about to have kids and you think about this question and your dad, your, your future child says, dad, what's life about? And you tell them something. Maybe you say it's about being the best that you can be. And then they ask you, well, have you? And deep down, you know that you haven't. Deep down, you know that you should have trained instead of sat there on the couch. Deep down, you know that you should have taken more risk in your 20s. Deep down, you know that you are not the person who you're telling them to be. That makes me extremely uncomfortable. That makes me feel like I'm a fraud. And these, these kids, they, they look at you like you're, you're the most important person in their world for a large part of their lives. In the first 20 years of their lives, you are the most important leader in, in their home, in their world. You and your wife or your partner or whatever you, you choose to have. If you're unable to lead by example, to tell them the stories that invigorate them and show them exactly what you're talking about, then you are a fraud. And I know that's hard to hear, but if... You're in the position where you don't have to be a fraud, where you can be better. Then make the most of that time. Invest in courses. Invest in your body. Invest in your mind. Do the things that you wanted to as a kid. Do the things that you wanted to as a young adult. The things that you thought were cool. Fuck what everyone else thinks. Do the things that you thought were cool. The things that you would look back on and be proud of. If you can't do that anymore, then find something that's close. Because one day, the day will come when your kid is an adult, perhaps, and they will look at you as a human and not as this father figure or mother figure. And when that happens, they're going to realize, oh, wait, there's probably nothing that remarkable about what they're telling me because they haven't done it themselves. To me, that would be a nightmare. An absolute nightmare because I would not have the res- I wouldn't even have the respect for myself. Last, my last point is 
we need to be able to provide for our family and our friends and also our community as a part of a community that started two steps back, right? We, we came here with our parents can't even speak English. That's already two steps back. That's a huge disadvantage. And that means our community, the people like us, the people who we grew up around, we are on the back foot. And it's not about competing with other communities, but we want to be able to support each other and help each other grow so that our community can thrive. And if our community can thrive, then everybody else who joins the community can also thrive. In two generations time, maybe even in the next generation, the community will thrive because of people like us, or people like us who dared to be bigger, who dared to achieve things and bring that back to the community and give, give our knowledge, give our time, give our money, so that the next generation can benefit and then they can do the same for their, for their generation. The other thing is there are going to be friends in your life who have trouble playing the game. They have trouble playing the game of life. And if you have strong friends around you, even if you're struggling, they will find a way to pull you back up. And I want to be one of those people. I want to be one of those people where if you're struggling in your life, you can call me at any time. And I'll say to you, bro, there's a room here. Come here. We'll look after you for a week, two weeks. We'll feed you. We'll teach you things. I want to make sure that you're okay. I want to support you because this is just something that I want to do. And I want to be in the position where even if I can't give someone money, I can give them my time. I can teach them the skills to change their life. Not even if, It's not even my friend. Even if it isn't my friend, if it's not my friend, then maybe I won't offer my, my room for them, but I can still teach them skills. I can still say to them, hey, look, if you're struggling for money, here's how you can work on your sales skills. Here's how you create a very simple product and start making money today. I want to be able to provide that for my community and my friends because from a meta scale, the more I'm able to provide for the community, I know that at some level, the community will look after me. At some level, the more I focus on helping the community, the community will look after me. And eventually, this is only my own aspiration, but if I can look after the community well and they look after me, then I can start looking outside the community. I can start looking at how I can help more people, more people in more countries. And eventually, maybe, just maybe, I can make a 1% dent on the world. Just 1%. A 1% dent on the world would be huge. Even 0.5% on the world. Heck, even if I did a 1% impact on the country of Australia, which has 25 million people, if I make a 1% dent, that's like, a quick math says 20,000, or maybe 200,000, I forget. But that's a lot of people that I can help. And the way I see it, every one of those people, if they just take action to help one other person, that's 400,000 people or 40,000 people. And then from there, every one of those people 
helps one other person. And before long, you have a huge community of helping each other. And that's important to me. I think the more we can connect to each other, the more we can help each other, the better our lives will be, the better our moods will be, the better our future children will be to have so many people that they can learn from and connect with. So those are my four reasons. Number one, to quickly recap, I want my family to be able to rely on me. Number two, I believe that there's a high likelihood I will support two families, my own plus my parents. Number three, I want my children to be very comfortable asking me for self-help and life advice that I can give. I can give as much as I can. And they don't need to rely on a book that might have been written by somebody who is just blowing smoke out of their own ass. I can tell them from my own lived experience. And finally, I want to be able to provide for my friends and my community. That's very important to me. The more connected we are, the better our lives will be. Thank you for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And look, if you think this episode is going to help someone else, please just share it with one person. Thanks a lot. I'll see you on the next episode.